Come on. Welcome, Life Club. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Farzad Rashidi. Farzad, are you ready to do this? Yes, sir. I'm very excited. Thanks for having me on the show, George. Excited to have you on. Farzad is the co-founder of Respana. They are the all-in-one digital PR, influencer marketing, link building software, and they combine personalization with productivity. Again, excited to have you on. Farzad, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Sure thing. So, Just to start with the professional life, because I think that would be probably something that most folks are interested in. Um, I'm an immigrant myself. I came here when I was 17, um, Iranian originally, and I started my career in marketing uh, back in, um, gosh, I don't remember how many years it's been. Getting old, I guess. (laughs) But uh, back in a company called Vizme. Have you heard of Vizme before, George? I had before I uh, was poking around a little bit on you this morning. Ah, awesome. Perfect. Uh, Well, I joined as the first marketing hire at the time. It was a tiny little startup. For folks who don't know what it is, it's um, it's a design platform built for businesses. So if you want to create any sort of like presentations, infographics, reports, etc., you can plug in your brand guidelines and it sort of helps you sort of create these graphics uh, quickly. Um, and, And so the product was very cool. And then especially at the time, I know folks like Canva and some of the other uh, somewhat competitors haven't hadn't taken off then, and uh, basically was introduced to a team of engineers and designers. They're like, "Okay, this is all we got. So you're our best shot at going out and start selling this thing." And I was like, "Okay, here we go." <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, thanks. Uh, so let's let's try to figure out what we're gonna do in terms of not only short-term sale, but also how are we gonna build a customer acquisition strategy. That would, you know, be still applicable five to ten years from now, uh, building it well, uh, so that it would basically bring us customers uh, on an evergreen basis. So, we uh, basically, I would say, considered a few options. Um, paid advertising was one, and uh, problem with paid advertising is that they use a bidding system, so the cost per acquisition is skyrocketing, especially after COVID. And um, what what we found is that it's a very expensive way to to get eyeballs on your business. So unless you have like some sort of like lifestyle business, uh, you know, you're selling shirts and hoodies, then yeah, I mean, Facebook ads probably are your best bet. But some and problem we had with our comp- uh, companies that there's just quite a lot of competition getting introduced to the market, and and it was not a very scalable channel. Plus, when you double your ad budget, for example, doesn't mean you get double them the um, conversions. So the return on investment on your ad budget sort of goes, is diminishing over time. And we tried cold outreach. And obviously that's something that helped us kind of get some early users in. But um, the price point of our product is, I think we started at like $15 a month. So it, it, it's not a price point that you would hire salespeople in the US and go door to door and start selling, right? right. So the, the, um, I would say that the, platform was very affordable, but at the same time, that introduced some new restrictions in terms of how we could acquire customers profitably. So we landed on SEO and we were like, guys, this is awesome. Let's uh, let's see if we can uh, try to build this uh, organic channel so that not only we have to, um, you know, w- we won't have to go and chase after every single customer, but also it's a scalable channel where we can build on top of over the years 
And just to give you some background, now Viz is not getting over 3 million in monthly organic traffic, over 14 million active users. We're completely bootstrapped, never raised any outside funding. Uh, and, 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 and basically, yeah, it's growing at a very healthy rate. So, so nice. I would say over 95, 96% of our customers come directly through our SEO channels. Well done. Oh, thank you. I was not just me, by the way, just a disclaimer that it's a, it's a very talented group of uh, people. I'm a, I'm a small part of that, but it was, it was a quite a great experience to be part of that journey. But that whole, I would say, experience sort of led us to the creation of Respana, which was a software that we had developed internally to help us build backlinks. Uh, and that was sort of the key there. And I'm happy to dive more into it. But uh, I was sort of a, I would say, our secret sauce at the beginning at our Vizme's marketing team. And, and it just worked extremely well. And we decided to release it as a standalone product. So that's how we ended up with uh, Respana. Nice. So in terms of the SEO that you were doing, are we talking about just written blog posts? How was that? How did that take form? So that's what we started with. And we basically were doing everything what other people think of when they think of SEO. We're like, okay, well, uh, we know how our customers are finding us. So let's say, George, let's actually go through this example. Let's say you have a business, right? And we're, we're doing this podcast interview and you want to create, the, a, say, an infographic uh, for this episode. And say you don't have a solution yet. What's the first step you do in your research process to find a product like an infographic maker. How would you do it? Search on Google. Exactly. And so we knew that we put ourselves in the shoes of a customer like, okay, well, we know where our customers are hanging out. We know the keywords are searching to find a product like ours. And the problem was though, how are we going to get there? So for example, I, I, we, what we decided at first was we were like, okay, we're going to create some blog posts, right? <laughs> How to make an infographic and or uh, basically build a bunch of landing pages, sales pages, like infographic software, et cetera. And, uh, and we put this out and people were just going to come and find us. <laughs> and we did just that. We, for about two months, we, we went and started building all these blog articles and sales pages and did the keyword research, made sure our site loads fast and all the technical stuff that SEOs basically recommend. And so we put this out and, and guess what happened? Crickets. Exactly. <laughs> it was not <laughs> a single person, probably like two people came to our website. <laughs> one of them was my mother and she's nice. my biggest fan. And, and sure. probably, yeah, one other person. <laughs> yes, thank you, whoever that person was. So we were like, okay, well, well this was kind of discouraging because, <laughs> you know, we're a small team and we spent all these resources. It was embarrassing to me, most of all. Uh, so we're like, okay, let's try to kind of see where we did things wrong. So, George, let's say, can you do me a favor? I, this is exactly what I did one day. Can you open yeah. a new incognito tab on your browser right now? Sure thing. So that your existing search history wouldn't impact that search okay. results that would come out. And I, look, I look up one of our target keywords, like presentation software, for example. Okay. All right. So you see how in the search results, uh, the top, it sort of tells you how many search results Google sort of went through to find these. Do you see it at the top? Yep. How many search results did Google go through to get there? Where is that? 
I I see a lot. Three and a half billion. Yeah, <laughs> many. And and so at the top, obviously, you see some ads that everybody's kind of scrolled through and skips. What 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 do you see on the organics results? I want to make sure I'm seeing what you're saying. The organic I've got. Oh, there it is. Biz me. <laughs> okay, perfect. Nice. Well done. Awesome. So what you see now is, is the tip of the iceberg. So it took a good amount of work to get here. So it wasn't like, hey, let's go just make a blog post and it'll magically show up. Because let's say if there, if you're in the top 1% in terms of quality of content, so you hire the best writers, you have the best site, and you create a piece or a landing page that is the top 1%. If there are 3.5 billion search results, you're still in the millions in terms of ranking. But 99% of the clicks go to the top 10, which, which are on the first page. Yeah. So how would you go about millions, which is still a good ranking, you're still top 1%, which gets zero traffic to top 10. They were like, all right, well, let's see how Google works. And the way Google solved that problem back in the 90s, and that's sort of how they dominated the market, was based on this algorithm called PageRank, which obviously has been upgraded over time, but the core is still the same, where it puts emphasis on websites that get these backlinks and mentions from other websites. It's kind of a mean girls popularity contest, right? So the more other <laughs> relevant authoritative sites are talking about you, that is a vote to popularity. And then now that's hard to get, isn't it? Because now, not only we, we, uh, they rely on the information that's on your website, but also take a look at other websites and see if they're talking about you, if they're mentioning you and linking back to your website. And that, that's the real key that we found that basically propels forward in the search results. So then we started allocating our resources the same way. So we were still a small team, don't get me wrong. We didn't have a large you know, <laughs> marketing team to try to figure this out. But what we started to do was to spend 20% of our marketing resources on content creation. So we're still producing a healthy number, I think a couple a month. And then the other 80% went into promotion and link building, which is the exact opposite way of how most companies do content marketing. And um, but basically that helped us sort of build this machine that's now very hard to beat because we're getting consistently media mentions and, and directly pointing to our website. And then that, that process though was extremely hard to, to implement because it was, so that's kind of hard, uh, I would say easier said than done because it would require a good amount of manual work and, and, and tons of time. And so we basically built a little software internally that helped us prioritize a lot of the things and automate a lot of the dirty, dirty work and mundane tasks so that we could now focus more on personalization, building relationships. And that, that whole experience led to Respond, which wasn't called Respond at the time. It was just an internal thing that we built. And it just worked ridiculously well. So we decided to release it as a standalone tool. Nice. All right. So through your manual outreach, you would reach out to maybe a blogger who focused on, I'm, I'm, I don't know why I'm trying to create an example. Give me an no example. Worries. Of, I can of, give you some <laughs> examples. Sure. Please. Yeah. So one very good example is what I'm doing right now, George. You don't even know. That's interesting, isn't it? So one of the strategies that we run is podcast outreach strategy. So <laughs> this is exactly what I'm doing because for going on podcasts as guests, so number one goal for us is to build relationships with people in our space. So uh, George, you have an awesome podcast. I'm not sure what you noticed actually, but you're in the top zero five percent. So 
lots of people listen to your show and it's within a demographic that makes sense in terms of the information that we have to share, right? So we, we can add some value and building relationships with great hosts like yourself. So that's our number one goal. Number two goal is, is advertising to a niche audience. So now everybody who's listening to the show has heard of Respond. We don't expect anyone to go and pay uh, for our subscription right away. But now, you know, next time you come across a responder blog post in Google results, and then you, you're more likely to, to click that, right? So it's one of those seven touch points that, that, we, uh, that, that we'd like to kind of get our name out there. And also, more importantly, and what I wouldn't say more importantly, but we also get a link back to our website from your show notes, because you're, you know, obviously turning this episode into a written content, most likely, and then, you know, guess what you need to link to respond website. So there we go. So there's a link right there. So by link building, what we mean is not spamming the world and trying to, <laughs> you know, basically pester people into, into giving you a link. It's, it's by building relationships, relevant, authoritative um, media within your space. And, and one of those really good strategies is the podcast. But again, that's one out of a few dozen different strategies that we run uh, to just get these targeted links back to our website. Got it. That makes a ton of sense. Is is it possible to know here's the value of a written blog post here's the value of a backlink and 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 how i should structure like like how many should i be trying to get more is probably better but sure so a lot of that has to do with keyword difficulty so uh, or the amount of competition that it is for your keyword so like there are some niche um, um, that you don't really need links like for example we we had a customer in the in the plant space and surprisingly enough, there isn't a whole lot of like content out there about plants, like specific mm -hmm. types of plants. So I was like, hey, man, you don't really need to do link building here. It's like uh, everything is very straightforward. It's like so many, uh, so little like quality search results that you can just, you know, put together a really valuable guide and get up in there. But that's unfortunately or fortunately is, is uh, shrinking <laughs> significantly. Most businesses, I would say over 90%. Are facing quite a lot of competition on search because you have to remember there's only ten slots for each keyword, and it's now it's getting dominated by ads more and more. So, what we basically recommend, folks, is that uh, doesn't matter how much resources you have. What matters is, and what the sweet spot that we found is that you dedicate twenty percent of your resources on content creation, eighty percent on promotion. Now, if you don't have a whole lot of resources, let's say you're a one man show, just don't produce so much content. <laughs> you just create one really good piece of content that you've done proper keyword research for. And um, I actually have a process for how to um, find the right keywords, what we call opportunity keywords. I'm happy to dig into that if you like. But then once you create that piece of content, spend the rest of the month now uh, on, on, on promotion. And we actually have a, a pretty good resource on different outreach tactics and strategies, one of which is podcast outreach. Uh, on uh, it's an ungated free resource on respondents' websites. So if you go to respondent.com, the very bottom of the page in the footer is called um, Respond Average Strategy Hub. And you can click that and it just gives you ready to use recipes and templates for different outreach tactics. And almost I would say all of them, maybe 90% of them, uh, you can do yourself manually. You don't need any tools per se. Uh, Respondent basically just helps to do what you do manually, but 10 times faster. But it doesn't mean you can't do them if you don't have access to all these fancy tools. Yeah, I totally get it. So as 
artificial intelligence and software continue to sort of eat the world, how how and and as AI becomes smarter and is able to write better than I ever could dream of writing, how do you see like like how is the internet gonna be able to sort through what a computer wrote and what a human being wrote, or will that not be possible? Does that not right. matter? No, I think that that is a great point, uh, George, and and I, I believe you're referring to the GPT three technology that just uh, it's recently been very popularized. Um, and I personally think I, I'm I'm torn in a way that it definitely does um, it does write well, but it doesn't communicate ideas as a human would, at least not at this point in time. So I personally think it's bad for the web. Uh, to have so much AI-generated content. Uh, Google's becoming very increasingly smart uh, in terms of picking those out and in terms of finding out, not necessarily penalize you, but prioritizing content pieces that people, users, get or engage with it more. And that's something that obviously doesn't matter the means to get there, but it's very hard to accomplish just by using AI. I still, uh, We still produce all of our content um, by hand <laughs> because we and not only that but like that writers are experts in the field they're not just writers right so we have access to a network of freelance writers that we tap into based on their expertise We're like hey we wanted to cover this and that and, and just write from your experience and we don't actually do any sort of keyword stuffing or any any of that metrics because it's something i used to work back in the early 2000s that doesn't work anymore in a way that it's very hard now to actually get search results and stay there by producing subpar uh, content because not a smarter marketer is going to come and beat you, you know, within seven days. So um, that that's something that I'm, I'm obviously I like the technology. I think it's got a tre- tremendous potential, but I don't think it's it's going to replace human writing uh, anytime soon. Got a couple of years left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully. I mean, I, I'm all for efficiency, but but as I said, I mean, it's it's so much more than just writing uh, to fill space. It's more so about what value you can provide from that piece of content. And at AI, the way they're trained is by reading the internet. They have read, I think, or half the internet to train their model. So uh, obviously, they could come up with ideas, but that that thing that you can provide as a human to be competitive is sharing your experience. And that's what I'm doing right now, right? Uh, it's to actually come up with our information that you've gained through years of being in that field, not necessarily just to write and repurpose content. Makes sense. Well, for the people are ready for that difference making tip. What do you have for them? <laughs> All right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, steal that from my co-founder, Paymon, who is the founder of Bizme. And uh, one thing that he kept saying to me, especially the early days of responding, is that um, good things take time. And, and if you can power through, and most people don't, uh, then you can, can accomplish great things. And just having that in mind that, that it does take a lot more time than you normally think before you get started, either in the business life, personal life. Um, but, but normally good things uh, take time. That's just... That's, um, what I'm going to leave it at. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets it. Come on. We always want it to go faster. 
but it's always going to take a little longer than uh than uh <laughs> than than we certainly want so i appreciate that of course Farzad, thank you so much for coming on where can people learn more about you how can they engage with you and respond sure thing so respond website we release a ton of quality content obviously if you, if you want to uh, check out some of our uh, pieces you can go to respondacom slash blog and that is r-e-s-p-o-n-a.com slash blog so we have tons of quality content there site also from that outreach hub that i recommend folks to take a look at um, if you want to connect with me personally my name is farzad rashidi there aren't a whole lot of us in the world so i stick out like a sore thumb on linkedin so that would probably be the best way to find me but that that the, those two i would say are the best ways awesome well if you enjoyed this much as i did for show farzad your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas go to respana.com it's R-E-S-P-O-N-A.com. And then go to respondent.com slash blog to check out all the great resources and figure out how it is that they're able to rank right at the top with all those trillions and billions of searches that are going on out there. Thanks good, Farzad. Of course. Thank you so much for having me, George. This was fun. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.